Spirit Youth family. I am so excited about today and getting to talk to our First Lady of Spirit Church, Robin Fullerton. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's going to be so much fun. I can promise you that. I am so looking forward to Uh, this. One of my favorite things about Robin and Pastor Jason is that they used to be youth pastors. And so I feel like for us to really bond and really bridge this gap, we have to ask the most important question of all today. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, let's have it. Give me one of your biggest fails or funniest stories that you and Pastor Jason have from youth ministry? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, I have to – there's a few. Okay. Actually, okay. we could have written a book. Um, <laughs> but favorite story that at the time we were horrified that it happened, but we can look back now and laugh. We took our um, – our choir, we had a youth choir, and we took them on a choir tour, choir and drama tour, okay, throughout Oklahoma. Awesome. So um, we spent the night at Capitol Hill Assembly. Okay. And we had a precious member of our youth group that brought energy pills with him. Oh. And um, the other... Uh, there were about 40 of them, so the other 39 precious ones um, took the energy pills, like a lot of them. Oh, no. Well, they were um, not energy pills. They were laxatives. Oh, no. And um, stopped up every toilet in Capitol Hill Assemblies of God Church. Oh. Uh, we had to call parents and tell them, like all of them, and tell them that their child had taken some type of substance because we didn't have the label of what it was, but apparently it was a laxative. They'll be okay. Like we had to call all of them. We had to call our senior pastor and tell him what was going on. We thought we were going to get fired because <laughs> all the kids were taking something. And we called our senior pastor, and he started laughing so hard, like he couldn't even collect himself. Oh, my um, gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a awesome experience. We wow. were furious. Like, so, so mad. But we laughed about it later. Let this be a lesson. Learn the difference between an energy pill and a laxative. Yeah. Or just maybe don't take something that somebody gives you. That's probably also very accurate, too. Yeah. I mean, she's way more qualified to say something like that than I am, so I'm proud <laughs> that you did, uh, being the mature one here in the room today. Uh, but, Robin, you have a lot of experience. Uh, you're a counselor. You mm-hmm. do so much to help people around us. Um, I just want to ask you some questions dealing with counseling. I want you to be honest, transparent, and open. Uh, I just want to ask if you can tell us about a time that you personally or a patient that you've talked with or anybody in general has had a situation where they've experienced spiritual warfare uh, and kind of how you may have helped them through it or how you may have gotten through that spiritual warfare and continued going after God. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, I feel like everybody experiences spiritual warfare. Absolutely. Actually, that's not true. Everybody experiences spiritual attack. Whether we engage in that and fight back determines whether we are having warfare. That's so good. Um, you know, the Bible says that Satan comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And that's what he wants to do with people of all ages in all walks of life. Um, and so I think, you know, 
obviously I feel like I'm dealing with that anytime that I begin to counsel with somebody. It's how mm-hmm. is Satan trying to attack their mind? So um, uh, that being said, I mean, I've had, I can't, I, I won't talk about any clients that I've had because that right. just kind of goes against um, confidentiality. Absolutely. But um, I will say that we have dealt with a lot of spiritual warfare with families okay. in our time. Um, especially like with marriages. Satan hates marriage. I mean, that yeah. is something that God has provided for us to um, to work together to demonstrate his love on earth. And so he hates the Institute of Marriage. Yeah. So we worked with, like I can think of one time in particular, it was a family that was very close to us who lost their daughter when she was eight. And um, they immediately were under spiritual attack. And um, for years it happened. They, there was substance abuse involved. They ended up splitting. They ended up getting divorced. And there were people around them that when they had kind of given up their ability to go to war from themselves, people came alongside them and went to war for them, yeah. which was awesome to see. So this took probably four or five years. This couple eventually ended up getting back together. They had praying parents. They had, mm-hmm. I mean, it was incredible to watch but when most people would have said man i hate that that happened i hate watching that that happened you know hopefully that won't happen to anybody else that wasn't what happened it was no this isn't going to happen we're not going to let this happen and we're going to go to battle for them so it was really incredible like their story wasn't just a story of like losing their daughter it was a story of redemption of what can happen when we um put on the full armor of god and just battle Satan in it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a good perspective that you bring too on it's not warfare until you actually decide to stand up and make it war. Mm-hmm. So that's so good. That yeah. is such great insight. Um, dealing with the counseling field, uh, what would you say is a specific trend that you're seeing arise in spiritual warfare, spiritual attacks uh, that are coming against the next generation specifically? Yeah. Um, but in general, what would you say is a trending factor in spiritual attacks? Um. So Satan's biggest weapon is disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, it was from, that was that way from the Garden of Eden. He didn't come to Adam and Eve in, dressed in red with horns. You know, he came as a serpent who slithered up to them and began speaking into them and began to um, give messages to them that made them question everything, the core yeah. of who they were. That hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, that still is what's happening today, and it's what's happening with this generation as well. I feel like the challenge with this generation is there's so many more ways that that disguise comes at them. Yeah. So, like, I didn't grow up with social media, but um, and that and social media isn't all bad, but right. there are so many ways that Satan can use that um, for his purposes and just very subtle, like subtle ways that, um, this generation deals with messages that are constantly being sent that attack who they are as a person, what their identity is, who their identity is in Christ. It attacks their families. It attacks their friends. Um, one thing that I deal with most often probably in counseling is the attack, um, of self where Mm. Satan makes you think that it's you. Um, that is something's wrong with guilt that comes with past decisions that you've made, um, things that cause you to question who you are at your very core. Yeah. So, yeah. 
That's so good. I, one of the things with social media that we kind of hear statistics about, just being a youth pastor and next generation pastor uh, here on staff, whenever we go to conferences, we actually see a lot of statistics pointing like suicides from the younger generation yeah. comes from the desire of approval from mm-hmm. their, like their, uh, wow, peers. There we go. That's yeah. the word. From yeah. their peers. And so if they aren't getting the amount of likes that they have mm-hmm. in mind, they start to freak out. And it's a, it's an opportunity for Satan to take hold and provide depression through something as simple as just someone hearting a photo on your Instagram. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we've just got to be so intentional that we don't desire the approval of the world enough to where we take our own lives because God's already given you all the approval you possibly could ever need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, th- I mean, it's such good insight, and it's such a good point to make, though, because at the same token, those social media platforms have opened doors for us to make contact with people we'll never see. It's very true. You know, we, yeah. like, we, we could be doing this podcast right now, and it could end up reaching somebody in India yeah. that I will never have a conversation with. Yeah. Very true. It's just so powerful. And so I think we've got to take advantage of that. But like you said, we've got to be very weary and aware uh, that there are, there's a lot more access for the devil to take footholds. Yeah. And so that's so good. Such a great point that you make. Um, my next question is just going to be, if you could tell the next generation in like one sentence, a word of encouragement or a way that they can get through spiritual warfare, what would it be if you could leave one sentence at all for them to continue fighting on? Yeah, so... Um this is going to sound weird. My favorite movie, not one of my, not my favorite, but one of my favorite movies is um, The Hunger Games. Okay. Because it is so parallel to what um, spiritual warfare looks like and the way that Satan um, tries to come in and attack us. And the reason I say that is, um, you know, the story of it. You have this president who's over these these people that have identified themselves as the enemy. Mm-hmm. So all he does is stand back and watch people kill off each other. Um, and Satan still does that to this day. He causes you to not realize who the enemy is. So my favorite line from that movie is, remember who the real enemy is. Mm-hmm. And I have that all the time going through my mind of when I am in conflict with somebody around me, that's a spiritual attack. It's yeah. not that person that I'm in conflict conflict with is not the real enemy. Satan's the real enemy. When I get upset with a family member or um, somebody that I'm working with, that's not the real enemy. Satan's the real enemy. So if you can identify and keep in mind, this is Satan's way of trying to throw me off track for everything that he has for me. And when you come against him using God's word and using your relationship through prayer, um, praise, anything that you can to actually use the correct weapon in that warfare, that's when you're going to be successful. That's so good. I honestly, for a second, thought you were going to say, let the games begin. I mean, you know, that's... And <laughs> I was like, well, that is a line from the movie. I can, it is. I it can't is. agree with that, but that's so good. Such good input on that too, Robin. So thank you so much for sure. providing that. And you know, one last question for you, and then obviously we got to we gotta let you leave because you got to go back to work and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you ready for it? Yeah. If you could choose one person on staff to take to lunch that's not your husband and to hang out for a day, who would it be? Oh, my goodness gracious. So her options are Laura, Kelly, Danny, Spencer, Gabby, or Grant, or Corinne, or Caden, because they're our interns. Shout out to the interns. You guys are awesome. Um, I'm going to say Corinne because she's behind the camera right now. Also because um, 
Kate thinks she is just awesomeness. So I would just love to get to know that awesomeness even more. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, you have an opportunity to. We're going to let you guys go to the lunch today on my time. <laughs> um, guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Robin, for being a sure, part sure. of Thanks talking to our me. next generation. Guys, until next time, we love you, and we'll see you on the flippity-flop. Thank you.